California's public schools are as diverse as the state of California. We know that there's gaps. We have seen those over time. It's hard when you're working to implement something that's still being designed. I think now it's like real, right? This just got real. Join us on a journey into school communities, big and small, to discover how educators in California are tackling issues of equity and school improvement. This is... This is... This is the California School Field Trip. A podcast brought to you by the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence. I'm your host, Anna Tentacolis, CCEE Senior Manager of Communications. Happy November, everyone. Of course, many families will be celebrating Thanksgiving this month. So for this podcast episode, we'll hear from some students about what they're thankful for at their school and how they celebrate the holiday. And in the spirit of unity and togetherness, we'll also highlight two initiatives under the state's new system of support designed to bring all educators to the table to better support school districts. So now, to remind us of just how special the students are here in California, let's hear from some kids. Here are six students from Mills Middle School in the Folsom Cordova Unified School District, located just outside of Sacramento. Hi, my name is Sophia Trujillo. I'm in eighth grade. My name is Wasim Omeid, and I'm in eighth grade. Hello, my name is Garant Singh. I am also in eighth grade. Francesca Escobar, and I'm in seventh grade. Brianna Cruz, and I'm in eighth grade. Hi, my name is Samvel Gambarian, and I am in eighth grade. The big question, what are they thankful for at this campus and why? Um, so what I'm thankful for at this school is how the teachers connect with the students because I feel like at our school, the teachers talk to you like in a way that they make it easy. Good morning, how are you? What'd you do? How are you? I wouldn't want a teacher that was just strict, made you do the work, and that's it. With my teachers, like, I have good connections with them, and I really respect them. And then, yeah, it just, like, makes me feel good. Like, and why why does that help you either in class with your work or just how does that help you want to come to school every day? Why is that important to you? It makes me feel like I need to do better because, like, I need to show how grateful I am for the work and how they teach us, give back to them for what their effort is on teaching us. Well, these teachers like think about us. They think about you, that about our future. That's why they teach us. So we should like if they think about our future and we don't think about our future. So that's not like cool. We should, I mean, when they teaches us, we should like try our best. And these teachers are really cool. They're like our mom and dad. Like they really care about us. Uh, it helps me do better in class because, like, if a teacher's being, like, positive with you and, like, they want to, like, get to know you, it's like, makes you feel more, like, good about yourself. Yeah, so the teachers, they, they really want you to succeed in your life, in school, with, with everything. And, like, pretty much everyone has said, they care about you. They come to school for the students, which I think is really amazing because they... It just shows how much they're dedicated to their job. And you, you can't really be a teacher to get rich. So if you're a teacher, you're, you do it because you want to teach the next generation, make this world even better. And I think that's amazing. And so I'm super thankful for all the teachers. There's especially one coach here that is a huge inspiration to me. And she just, she wants us to win the game, but more 
what's most important to her is that we grow and learn. I know next year is going to be hard in high school, so it's nice to know like that's what she's focusing on. Um, I'm thankful for school in general because my uh, my family coming from an immigrant background, you know, in India, where education wasn't the most important thing, where labor and, you know, providing was the most important thing. So my, just for us, for me to be in school, you know, and to be in America, it, re it really, like, affects me because, you know, my mom even tells me that, like, if I do good in school, you know, I'll have a better chance than just being, you know, in the food industry as my mom or my dad is a truck driver. So that's also a, like a labor. So you're just thankful that there's an opportunity yeah. for you to come and learn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful for um, how open the teachers are here, how most of them understand, like, if you're getting bullied or if you're stressed or they know like how to comfort or how to talk to you with those situations and it's easier to talk to them because you see them like every day and they'll understand more and most teachers are just very open about that. That was eighth grader Brianna Cruz along with her classmates Sophia Trujillo, Wasim Omed, Garan Singh, Samuel Gombarian, and Francesca Escobar. We want to thank Mills Middle School in the Folsom Cordova Unified School District for letting us come and visit. There's an African proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. Now that saying became popular about 20 years ago because it was the title of a book former First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton wrote about her vision for America's children. Putting all politics aside, I've been thinking a lot about that it takes a village proverb because I think it perfectly describes California's new system of support. The system of support is a cornerstone of the state's new school accountability system, and it's designed to provide as many resources and supports as possible to school districts so they can improve teaching and learning. One of the new resources or supports is something called the Community Engagement Initiative, a statewide multi-year effort that will build capacity in school communities so they can facilitate difficult conversations and collaborate on solutions so that all students get the education they deserve. Earlier this month, the San Bernardino County Superintendent of Schools, the California Association for Bilingual Education, and the nonprofit Families in Schools were selected to partner with the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence to lead the Community Engagement Initiative. Josh Daniels is the CCEE director who helps lead the project. We know there's questions out there about what this initiative aims to do, so we want folks to hear from Daniels himself about how the initiative fits in to the state's school improvement efforts. One of the core tenets of LCFF is this idea of subsidiarity, so pushing down decision-making authority as low as it can go. In order for that to function well, we really need to ensure that community members have a voice, that that voice is not only has an avenue to be communicated, but also the districts need to value that. And so it's a sort of a two-way street, capacity on the community's end and capacity on the school or district's end. And that really is the focus of this initiative. There was a feeling that 
you know, school boards, superintendents, principals, teachers can do it on their own. But in order to really make those hard decisions about what is our priority as a school or as a district, we need to have that voice as part of the process. And it can't be done just sort of within the administration building or within the superintendent's office or in closed session or even at a board meeting. It's, it's got to be done with more input from all perspectives. So one of the great things about the initiative is that in statute it talks about the need to have, quote, difficult conversations, which I think is really exciting because typically in statute you'll get very specific orders around, you know, deadlines and definitions and things like that. It does not define difficult conversations anywhere in the statute. So we all can sort of come at it from our own perspective, but what's fantastic and exciting about that opportunity is that we are supposed to struggle that there's an expectation that this work around engagement is not easy and there's no obvious solutions and that we need to figure out not how to placate or appease when there's conflict, but how to embrace it and work through it and use it as an opportunity to build capacity of both community members and school districts and schools. We know that communities want to be engaged. We know that that districts are interested in having their families more involved. So I think there is the, the desire all, all around, but there hasn't always been the success that we've wanted to see. You know, we, ha we have teachers and staff working incredibly long hours. We have families working multiple jobs. There just isn't the time in most situations to have a leisurely conversation. And the structures typically aren't in place for there to be that back and forth dialogue. And while that's not the only reason why things have been, been difficult, I think on the whole as a state, we don't have the system capacity to really integrate that approach and that understanding you know, within our site and district decision-making processes. I kind of like the word catalyst. The CCEE, along with our partners within the Community Engagement Initiative, would use our collective expertise, perspective experience, would use the resources provided by the state to really focus on this issue over a long period of time. So this initiative is a five plus year initiative, which is relatively rare in terms of how long things are allowed to happen within, even at the local level. Typically it's two or three years and then you wanna move on. So five years is a really good, healthy amount of time to try different things out, to fail. To, to bring these networks together and to see from their perspective what has been working, what hasn't been working. And so we have some experience with networks, logistically, operationally. Bringing that experience to these networks will, I think, be one of the ways that, that we can add value and really help the initiative succeed. So the initiative calls out explicitly that we need to be sharing our learning. So, that will involve things such as metrics and tools to help schools, districts engage in those different ways. And at the end of the day, the expectation is that we would develop not a one-size-fits-all approach to community engagement, but a way to provide meaningful supports for schools, districts to make improvements in those areas.
That was Josh Daniels, the CCEE director who helps to lead the new Community Engagement Initiative, along with the San Bernardino County Superintendent of Schools, the California Association of Bilingual Education, and the nonprofit Families in Schools. The CCEE will tackle the question of how you can foster more authentic stakeholder engagement around the LCAP, or the Local Control Accountability Plan, during a free online training next month. It's set for Wednesday, December the 12th from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Go to our website, ccee.ca.org, for more details and to register. From community engagement, let's now talk about the new kind of resources and supports within the system of support so districts can do a better job meeting the needs of its students with disabilities. Later this month, the CCEE and the California Department of Education are expected to announce the first cohort of counties selected as Special Resource Lead Agencies, or SALPA leads. These leads will come together and focus on how to fix the fractured nature of the state's special education system. Next year, another cohort of SELPA leads will be selected, and their focus will be on how to improve instruction statewide so that students with disabilities can succeed in each and every school. To understand just how dramatic a shift this is for the state of California, let's hear from CCEE's Director of Strategic Partnerships and Personalized Learning, Dr. Carla Estrada, who co-leads the statewide Students with Disabilities Collective. One of the things that I'm excited about was the state being very clear that we needed to focus on our students with disabilities. We've done some great work for our English learners. We have the EL roadmap. We have great work that's happening for our homeless youth and foster care youth, and those things must continue. You know, in order for all of our students to be successful, we have to understand the needs of all of our students. This also includes our students with disabilities. And so what's exciting is we have developed the collaborative, the Students with Disabilities Collaborative in partnership with the California Department of Education's Special Education Division. And through the CCE and, and CDE's leadership, we're trying to bring together state agencies, all who want to see these outcomes for our students improve and say, what resources already exist? How do we make sure we're sharing, being coherent, uh, communicating a one system in this process and yet at the same time also recognize that there is still more work for us to do and how do we begin to identify what those things are. We know that our students with disabilities are general education students first. And so we, we have to recognize that first together in order to then say, okay, so what are the special needs that our students with disabilities do have that we have to make sure also are available? Where are places that that has happened? Uh, and where are places that uh, we, we see a gap and we need to make sure we address it? The system of support is a perfect example of that from a state level, how we're all coming together to have a common understanding of what we all can offer and also be aware of what we don't necessarily have so we can build it together. I also think that the system of support allows uh, opportunities for the voice of those who are working with our students on a daily basis to be able to be heard because you have people who throughout the state of California who work with districts, work with teachers, are able to hear 
what do our students really need and what is working for them and what's not. So I feel like the system support can really be um, a common place where that kind of coherence building and system building can happen. the CC in partnership with others, we can really um, make a change for our students with disabilities. It's a great opportunity for innovation. We have many people who have different experiences who have solved some very complex problems and had to think differently about a very similar and common challenge and have been able to solve for it. How do we make sure that those kinds of stories are heard? And I think that's where, uh, for the system of support, we also have an opportunity to bring more of those parent voices, more of our student voices into our conversations, into a common place where people whose interest is in seeing success is all coming together, and that's in the state system of support. That was Dr. Carla Estrada, CCEE's Director of Strategic Partnerships in Personalized Learning. Tune in to our podcast next month when we explain yet another key support within California's new system of support. Geographic lead agencies, also referred to as GeoLeads, will help build the skills and knowledge of county offices of education so counties can do a better job supporting districts. We'll hear from three county superintendents who are helping to lead the effort. Finally, we wrap up this month's episode by hearing from another group of students, this time from Harriet Eddy Middle School in the Elk Grove Unified School District. My name's Kobe Kissy, and I'm in eighth grade. My name is Kayla Wong, and I'm also in eighth grade. Beck Shadborn, and I'm in eighth grade. My name's Jacob Halseth, and I'm in seventh grade. Samantha Tejeda, I'm in seventh grade. Harriet Eddy Middle School is a diverse campus, so I wanted to hear how students here celebrate Thanksgiving. Let's start with eighth grader Kyla Wong. I'm Chinese, and also my dad's from China as well. He was born there. And so um, my grandma usually comes over, and we all have like a big feast. And the day after, from all the leftovers, we make a special soup. It's called juk. It's pretty delicious. Yeah, because my, part of my culture believes in like not wasting any food. And so it's a great way to like get together again and just kind of um, remember the special times that we have with each other. Well, my cousins are coming to town, and I really want my cousins to meet all my friends. And, um, well, yeah, we like eat a huge like dinner, but uh, we start by saying what we're thankful for and why we're thankful for it. And then I think it like it's kind of weird, but we give a compliment to everyone at the table. So we just go around and... Um, yeah. I am excited for Thanksgiving because we go to our aunt's house every year and we have a bunch of our cousins come over. Sometimes we play a football game too. So what, what is it like at the table? Do you have a main, the main table? Everyone comes together? We have like two tables. We have one for the adults and then one for the kids. I'd rather be at the kids table. <laughs> My younger cousin, she makes this pumpkin pie that is delicious. And we always have like a, it's not a really big celebration but it's it's really fun because we all we all connect and I I'm really close with my cousins my younger cousin she makes this pumpkin pie that is delicious and so the food's pretty good yeah. do you help to make any of it not really <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely excited for Thanksgiving because me and my family we do uh, run feed the hungry which is a run and it's always fun to go out and run before Thanksgiving and then after just fill yourself with food me and my cousin will make an apple pie. All the 
girls in my family will make um, the dinner. And then the next day we all have a annual soccer game. My family is very active and athletic family. So we definitely like to burn it off, I guess. That was eighth grader Beck Shaborn, along with his classmates, Kobe Kissy, Kyla Wong, Jacob Alseth, and Samantha Tejeda. We also want to thank Harriet Eddy Middle School and the Elk Grove Unified School District for letting us come and visit. That's it for this month's episode of the California School Field Trip. I'm your host, Anna Tentakoulis, Senior Communications Manager for the California Collaborative for Educational Excellence. On behalf of the entire CCEE staff, we'd like to wish you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for listening.